What's going on, guys? It's Zach. Before we kick off this episode of the Family Alpha Podcast, where I talk to Ed Lattimore about the cost of a successful brand of me, I want to bring your attention to another brand. You know, there are a lot out there fighting for your attention, especially on social media. Everybody has a blog. Everybody has a message. But today's podcast is sponsored by a brand that is bringing the message of connected families and of peaceful parenting. So if you go to peacefulfathers.com, you can start the process of uniting your family in a world where isolation, distraction, anger, violence, separation, you know, runs rampant. Yet here's a brand that's bringing a message of unity, peace, and connection. So as you listen to this, understand there are great opportunities for you to listen, read, and apply to your life. So that way you're not just going and checking out a blog and you're not just listening to a podcast, but you're applying the information to improving your life. So if you're looking to improve your family and the unity within, go to peacefulfathers.com. All right, now let's dive into this chat with Ed Lattimore. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today I am joined by Ed Lattimore, social media guru, top-tier athlete, coaching, mindset, guy, everything. I mean, Ed, I don't even know how to bring that down to what it is you do, because you do quite a bit. So what do you call yourself when people ask, what do you do? Oh, I say I say, I get to make a living being myself, man. That's, that's the best way to describe it. I... I live to to learn and improve, right, uh, myself, and and in the process, I, I like to take you know kind of what I've learned and experienced and and teach it to other people, and I think that I I get to do this because because there's credibility. Like anyone can you know can can look me up, can see that I'm I'm not just some guy on the internet decided to start. Uh, talking about mindset and things like that. I know I'm the, I, I was, I was living mindset before I decided to, to preach it. Everything about my life kind of demonstrates how I approach things and how, what I'm saying can be listened to and trusted and, and it's credible, you know, it, it's, it's not that that's pretty much it, man. I, I, I walked a, a walk and, and from that walk, I learned quite a bit. You know, I remember us crossing paths and you were the you were in the National Guard, I believe, still, and you were talking chess and you were talking sobriety. I was like, Oh, cool. And like it's like I blinked. And now Ric Flair's daughter is like retweet or putting you on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, you know, people people see you now. And I'm like, no, I've seen the journey. And people hear what you do and like, oh, I want to do that. But this wasn't this just didn't happen, you know? It's yeah. it's been an awesome thing to see from my end. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today was the cost, the price you've paid to get to where it is you are and how others, instead of looking at, oh, Ed should, do, like, of course, Ed would do that. That's for Ed. Well, that could be for anybody. Anybody can build this. They just have to start taking the steps in that direction. Yeah, you know, what, what was funny is that my, my momentum, uh, iterative momentum at that is is a is a funny thing because like, when people talk about momentum, not to get all uh, science nerdy here, is that you can have... Uh, constant momentum and and that doesn't really you know mean anything there's no there's no reason you should just suddenly gain it you'll just keep going right but what you want to do is keep collecting you either want to be able to go faster so you are or go yeah go faster so you cover more distance or you are in the process become heavier pick up more things you know this is a great analogy i'm gonna think i'll write i write this down later but what what occurs or what's happened is you're going to have to pay for this movement somehow. No energy is free and energy moves things. So how where are you, you going to get that? Well, you, you're going to have to make a sacrifice and, or, and I don't even like the word sacrifice. We use a different one. You're going to have to make an investment somewhere. And I chose to make an investment in, in my boxing career and then afterwards, in, in my physics and in my blog. Now, people, I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the initial dates on my blog. Uh, 
even if you factor in the rebuild where we had to reset all the dates, I've been, been at this thing for six years. Realistically, it's been it's been um, eight. Yeah, eight. Because I remember my first was eight. But but all these things just you know keep building over time, and and they're the result of me seeking to get experience, not with the intent of putting it online. Right? I was trying to become a, a fighter, and it just the internet wasn't really a thing. And even when it was, it was still you still got to fight. I mean, it's painful. I was trying to finish school because I had already invested in my education, and I wanted to have something to to fall back not fall back on because when I originally went to school, I, I didn't. I mean, I was literally just trying to get a job not in customer service, and I hadn't you know explored or thought about sales or anything. But but there, I put an investment of energy in. Uh, the, the the other thing, the the stuff I talk about with sobriety, there was an investment there, you know. That 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 is me deciding one day, this is not gonna hold for my future and build my life, you know. So and then now people look at seven years and they go, oh man, seven years. And I'm like, yeah, you know that that seems long, but all I did was stop doing something and time kept going, and and that's cool. Even my chest, you know, I just I just broke a plateau of my my ability. And now I'm a little over which is uh, which is seventeen hundred. That's that's pretty like that. That makes me a very good club club player, as my teacher would, would would say, a very strong club player. Like like most people who don't compete, uh, won't beat me now, which is nice. But 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 that's time. You just keep doing it. So all this comes together. I got all these different things to talk about. All these perspectives that come with it, and it all starts with trying to do something for myself, trying to improve in a way, trying to build something, trying to create something, just trying to be be more than what I currently am. Even when you look at Family Alpha, and this is really cool to see, uh, you have built Family Alpha. and It all started with you having your experience prior to it and having a family and building and, that and showing a solid family unit along with your endeavors in the Navy and your quest for brotherhood. It all starts with with trying to build something for this for for what it how it makes you better makes the world better. I think a lot of guys are missing that today. They they see an outcome, they see they see okay. I like quite literally. I don't. I mean, I, I I'm not at the point where I don't think about money yet, but I don't really think about money if if, if that makes sense. Like like, like I know that. What I, what I make is far going to exceed my monthly um, expenses, and I can you know go places and enjoy myself. People see that and they go, "Oh, that's cool, whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but but you know what about that? There was that grind where I was like uh, living at my uh, my coach's my coach's uh, training house, and and I was worried about paying for food. I mean, these are things as an adult on the journey after I started it. Like we're not talking about I flipped the switch one day." And and it was all good. Like no, once I <laughs> once I started the work, there was still still wasn't clear because it takes a while for reality to catch up to the vision you have in your mind. You know, when I hear the background though, man, I wonder if you've experienced this. You know, we grew up in a time. So it's your birthday week. You said you're turning right. 36, right? Yep. All right, I just turned 34. So we're we're kind of in that same window where we were brought up playing outdoors. You know, the old school cartoons, yeah. like we, we understood that. We understood fo- walls on the phone and having to memorize phone numbers. We also grew up right now to where we can talk to each other across the globe. We can touch a phone. We can make money online. We're like that hybrid. There are it's, people. It's, it's perfect positioning. It is. It truly is. And that's the question. You know, are you seeing, you know, with some of the athletes you work with, I'd assume there's somewhere in plus minus 10 years of us they're they're able to do both as well. These athletes, they come to you, they're talking, hey, I want to do mindset. You know, I like, how are you able to tap into this to get the best from yourself? But with these new guys coming up, they've been brought up in a world that is all online. They, they don't really know memorizing phone numbers. They don't really know going on your bike and having to ride to your friend's house. They can all sit at their homes, play in their games, and they're connected. Are you having to, to break those dudes away and turn them away and say, look, you can't build what you want to build until you go out and live a life worth sharing? Um. I think, yeah, because, because the fundamentals won't change. No matter how dialed in, you know, the, the I guess Generation Z, I finally, I think I have this right. Generation Z is the generation that precedes, or, um, precedes the millennials. 
and our followers and millennials, I mean, and um, they are the, the I guess the defining characteristic is they were born into social media. You know, even the older millennials didn't have it in like elementary or middle school. Uh, but but the generation after the one that succeeds us is is the generation Y. They have all that, right? Or so they're gonna come. At, they're, they're gonna have a difficult time, and that difficult time is is human nature has been hijacked now because they're gonna see the appearance of a good time. Some people actually have it, but a lot of people are going to fake the funk. You know, that's even happening now. And they're going to want to get that. And they're not going to realize that there is a whole body of underlying work that goes with it. Yeah, some people are going to come up in, in a drop shipping or have a bunch of Bitcoin to start with. But initially, um, most, that's the, not even initially, that's not going to be most people. And the people that want to be that, they're going to be discouraged about the, the hard path that is before you to to become someone that people want to listen to, pay attention to. Uh, I had a I had a, uh, a student, her father said something real interesting to me. He goes, he goes, I, I was this is back when I was kind of interested in, in looking at creating a, a product and a brand. And he's like, I don't understand. Why you would want to do this? This is so hard. You have a rare talent. People pay to listen, pay to hear what you want to, what you say. Like they, they care about what you're saying. You have real influence. And I thought about that, and I was like, the only reason I have that is you earn it, right? Uh, you have, but but it, but it comes with accomplishment. It'd be, it'd be like me trying to talk to you about having kids and parenting. I know a lot of the stuff and a lot of experience. I don't know shit about having kids <laughs> like yeah i mean it's not even like that's just not a wheelhouse i could exist in but it's a wheelhouse you can service and it's a wheelhouse that you you can build and connect and i can't do that if these kids coming up they're going to have fewer wheelhouses they can connect to because we still fundamentally want to see people people overcome people do difficult things you know the gulf widens the athletes are still going to get this because sports is one of those things where you, you you cannot escape this reality to the point where you think the other person's reality is strange, the idea of trying to look for shortcuts. So the athletes are still going to get it. Um, the people brought up by by parents and are who think like us, they're going to get it. But the majority of the world is going to continue to consume and look at these these images. I mean, this is one of the things we talk about well, with, the, with the big porn deal. Right? Why is porn such a big deal? Now, aside from it being like engineered to grab you, it's easier, though, because talking because dealing with these images is easier than dealing with reality. And, and we face reality. So I think the kids coming up today, the younger ones, if they want to do anything like it, you got to face reality. Yeah, I think you brought up the the snowball and as it's rolling down, picking up more things. And I really like that imagery because as you were saying it, I was, you know, always reflecting on myself. All right, this started out, I could write. Well, now I could write and coach. Well, now I can write and offer video. And it's all these different skill sets are all of a sudden coming in. And it's funny you brought up family. That's what's sticking in the back of my head right now is I had a young man talking to me and he, I want to make a brand. I'm like, all right, dude, like, what do you want to talk about? Like, family and faith and all these things. And I'm like, well, tell me your story. He's not married. He has no kids. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what are you going to talk right. about? Well, what What are you going to say? And that was the thing. He didn't grab any of those skill sets, but he just wanted the, the final product. And I wondered, like, these guys, they're they're going to be slamming their heads against a wall because they're not developing the skills. And And how do you get them to recognize, like, you need to go live before you can get this product without slapping them on the head and be like, dude, you, nobody's going to listen to you. You're not living this. It's it's unsustainable. You might have a flash in the pan success, maybe get a few followers and sell something, but you you will not be able to maintain that. You've been doing this for seven years because it's your foundation <laughs> of self. They'll right. last they'll last a month before it just starts falling apart. Exactly. And And so when I say I get to make a living being myself, that's not an exaggeration. That is... That is me building a thing based on me, right? To build a, or, or, or to put it in a more poetic kind of maybe tweetable form, 
to have a personal brand, you need a personality. And without a <laughs> without a personality to build on, uh, you, you're going to be facing a very tough battle. I, I do, you know, and, and you know, it's it's an interesting demo that this falls into. And I wonder what you the, the age range of the kid that you spoke to was. But but it's, it's 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 guys it's people I found between like the ages for me right now twenty three to twenty seven uh, that I talk to who seem to have that disconnect because it's like we're old like like I had to like I realize that <laughs> like to this is a thing going around on TikTok about the signs of the aging millennial and I was like aging millennial and it was someone who was twenty eight so I was like what the hell does that make me I guess like <laughs> full blown. And we don't even have gray hair yet. It doesn't count. <laughs> right. Like, like, like mid thirties isn't old, but when you, when you compare it to somebody who's in their early twenties, that is over 15 years in many cases. So <laughs> that's a big deal to put that in perspective. That's about how long it takes you to get to high school. Okay. There are people who've been out of high school 15 years who aren't as old as us. Right. Or as old as me anyhow. Right. Uh, almost you, but uh, the, the big deal there the big point the big big bit of reasoning is is you have to just put time in and you and you can't and everybody wants it so fast they want it so fast and they're not willing and, and it's hard i get it i think about like like the problem with being young in today's era today's era is that there's so much choice and abundance but like you have almost no way to enjoy it without sacrificing your ability to enjoy it later. So you have to make a very conscious decision and it's difficult for some people. It was hard for me. You have to decide to not do things now, even actually put yourself into a position of discomfort with the faith that it's going to pay off in the long run and it's going to put you in a better position. If you do that, you're going to be okay. If you won't, you're going to be chasing. I talked to a lot of guys chasing, you know, two to $3,000 a month online. And that sounds really good. First of all, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, that's certainly a um, top 5% salary in the, in the world. Okay. But they're chasing it and they're working hard and it's a hustle every day because it's not built on anything sustainable. It's, it's literally a game arbitrage. Pick up, pick up a person and follow here. Pick up, pick up 100 followers here. Sell one thing here. Leather, rinse, repeat. But I can't really get any followers because I ain't got nothing to say because I don't have anything, no accomplishments, nothing to stand on. So it just keeps cycling, cycling, cycling. And so they, they in many ways, get the worst of both worlds. Instead of, if you have a nine to five, at least a nine to five, you can like, kind of goof off in the office and work on other stuff. You don't have your time, but you got a reliable paycheck. When you come to this side, if you're not really, uh, if you don't have a thing to stand on or you haven't built it up, now you are, now you got to work harder for less money. It's the worst of both worlds and people only see the money. They see the, but they really see the time freedom and they don't realize that you still got to pay for that somehow. It's it's almost like perpetual reaction, you know. Yes. You have to keep reacting to the next thing to stay ahead of it, so you can catch up onto somebody. And what what will give me the follower today? What will give me the follower today? If you're chasing the hot thing, you're not building you. What is your message? You know, exactly. and, and not 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 just building uh, your message, but but like, what are you fundamentally into? What makes you unique? Are you like like otherwise you're just a clone? You you there's nothing like like I I, I don't know. How many people there are out there who are interested in the things I'm interested in, right? I know that I'm interested in them to the point where I can talk and I have a combination of experiences and that combination of interest makes me stand out. And and and, and I stand out by not trying to stand out. This is just how I naturally lean. And it's, it's important to kind of follow who you are. But you don't get a chance to learn who you are until you stop trying to be uh, something you're not. That's a good clip to take from this podcast. <laughs> but on that, even when you go further, when you push that you know, down the line, as these guys are looking, well, what's my thing going to be? You have to go live it. You know, earlier you mentioned the price you paid, and that's the, the 
label of this episode is the cost of success. You know, you you could have jumped on many different bandwagons, but oh, you stayed sure. true to Ed. But that's why it worked. That's why this whole thing has worked for you continues to grow. You know, there was no, it was all creation, very little reaction. And the only time you react is if you're talking about throwing crack at something. It's like whatever the hot topic was with crack in there. And that was, bam, now it's Ed. Now, now it's your spin on whatever that hot topic is. And to the point where, like, people, <laughs> somebody, every time somebody posts something about crack and it goes viral, I get tagged on multiple <laughs> platforms. Like, and I'm like, okay, I guess I did kind of ask for this. I, I did this. I, you know, take some responsibility. But, but it's funny. But it's I'm just having a good time. It's my sense of humor. You know, that's the thing. No one wants to. Ever, I tell you, I tell these guys all the time. Look, I don't trust your brand if you don't crack a joke. You're not a person to me. You're 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 a, a human masquerading as a corporation, and you're gonna be you're doing a bad job at both. So just be a person. Just be a person, and be a person with a mission and building it. Because because and I, and I say this with like no condescending nature uh, whatsoever. But and I think you understand it because you've said this uh, yourself in many in many different words. There's nothing fundamentally unique about what you're doing in the life you live, right? You're not you're not a, a superstar or some crazy war hero with medals. No, no. But all you did was you took the steps and you invested in yourself and, and you put yourself out there and you were legitimate, unique, legitimate, real. I mean, there's no there's nothing else to, to say about it. And and that that works. That that works so well. It, it it works so well, and it's so simple that I think people are are mistrustful of it because it's so simple. You know, <laughs> there has, granted, to, be, you there got, has you to be got, something else going on. Well, no, I just talked shit. You, know, you got you, you got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of um marketing in there, but that, that that's a a tag that's a strategy, you know, or, or rather at this point a tactic. Like like you'd still be the family alpha. Um, whether you called yourself that or not, if it was just Zach Smalls in the family show, like, like people would still fuck with you. Like they'll be, because they didn't come with like, you know what? I was on the fence, but that acting on verbal, man, that, that really, that, that, bam. like, no, it's everything that that phrase summarizes and you come in and, and they, they come in and see and they're drawn to when they live. And they say live it because you live it and they want to be around those people. So it allows you, it's allowed you to do this full time. You know, it, that's, that's, that's something that everybody wants to do. They want to work for themselves a lot. Well, you got to go get some lumps. You got to put some work in. It's what, that's just how it's got to be. And, and I'm happy it's that way. I'm happy it's that way because if I meet somebody who is doing something like you, I don't have to know a thing about them. If I know that they're successful on their own and have been for a little bit of time, that that tells me that their mindset is likely aligned. We might I mean obviously we'll, we'll disagree and have you know different opinion, but but fundamentally, uh, I, I know that they understand what it takes to to be someone or something of consequence, and that's significant. You know, and I think a running trend, or at least a a behavioral universality of people who are successful doing this that aren't stressed out is that by living your life on your terms in your way and being real, you don't have to keep up with the lies. You don't have to keep right. up with that thing you built online and <laughs> the real world's different and you're trying to balance it. Like everybody is super chill that is successful doing it this way. When you do it right and you're not putting up a, a, a facade, there's less to work. There's nothing. If you showed up at my house right now, you know exactly what you're getting. There's no hey, embellishment. Man, exactly, and, and I feel I feel the like like when when you meet someone online the first time you do, you do it enough. I don't, I don't know how many people you've met online, but I assume it's 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 a decent amount because I've I've met a decent amount too, and and the, like the first thing I'm looking for, and I'm not really looking for, but it'll stand out if 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 uh, if something's off, is congruence. I'm I'm looking to see how well the personality matches up to what's been portrayed. Whether I like what's portrayed online or not, I'm looking to see how it matches up. I like I, I can deal with consistency and congruence, even if I you know I now if I don't like somebody, I, I just don't like that personality. But I'll never be able to say that person is not about uh, what they say. But when I meet someone. And they are that way. Then I know I'm like, look, man, for better or worse, uh, you you get it. 
you know, you, you get it and and you're you're um confident is probably not the best word, but but it, it's the one I have right now. You're confident in what you say, do, and stand by. Integrity. That's the word. And when you look at integrity, it just at its basic definition, it's a consistency between what you say and what you do and what you think. That's how you have integrity. Shit, bad guys have integrity. Good guys have integrity. All that matters is consistency of, of actions, thoughts, and deeds. And when I see that, that that is that's that's a surefire sign for me. Might not li- I like I might not like you, but I can, can sign off and respect that being respect respected in my book is is worth a lot more than being liked. No, you're dealing with a person. You know, you're not dealing with a character. You know, like I, I call it a clown. You're putting up so much makeup to to look a certain thing online, <laughs> and, but like you got to wipe those layers off because people will connect with the real person. Features, flaws, and all. They'll. They'll better connect with that because it's like that's at least a real human being. That's not a fucking exactly. clown running around. <laughs> people are, are they're they're put off by by a thing that is it's where extremes have an have an effect. If you're too if, if you're too much of a mess, we, we I can't deal with you. You're gonna get me in, in, in jail or something. If you're too perfect, I know you you hide like something's not right. Even if somehow you're not hiding something, I'm gonna feel a certain way being messed up around you. Because I know I'm not perfect. So, I, you know, we, we need to see the middle ground. People don't have pe- – people are not, not perfect. And then the door should they try to be. You should try to be you and and approach approach life with a, with a, with a humility. And the humility to go, I'm probably – you know, there's a good chance I could be wrong uh, or incorrect or make a mistake. And as long as you, you approach it with that and you're willing to confront it – you know, you you can have you know you don't have to be perfect. I think people think you got to be perfect, but you don't have to be. You know, because of the nature of what we do, the the conversation often steers to the brand of me. You know, my 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 growth, my personality, what it is I'm doing online, and that's cool. But you work with a lot of people, and there are a lot more people not doing this. There are a lot of people out there who are getting after it that have no idea like what goes on inside Twitter. They're just killing it in the real world, doing their thing. Yeah. Have you found, or I would say, what was the biggest thing that you've noticed between like high-end athletes or individuals that are crushing it in business you work with that are, that are on and they're getting after it and they're building their empire? What separates them from the people who just keep hitting that wall, starting over, hitting that wall, having to start over? Um, the, the biggest thing I've found, and I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm really grateful to see all spectrums from from people who just, no matter what, they can't get right, to people that seem to be clicking on all cylinders, to somebody who's in the middle and can't seem to catch a break. You know, um, I, th- I think the only thing that separates a high performer from a low performer is is that is first hard, like valuable work. Because hard work by itself doesn't guarantee anything. Like someone, like someone says, like like or I, actually, I like to say, I took it and modified it that, that if I pay you to dig a hole, I'm not going to pay you more because you dig it with a spoon than a shovel. The you know the work is the work. I don't care how hard it is, how valuable it is. That's what we get from it. That's what I decide. Now, when you decide to start doing what's valuable and putting your energy into that that transforms your life and i think that's the biggest difference is that is that people who are top performers people who are clicking on cylinders in life they recognize the valuable work and they do it and they do it with with enthusiastically they they look they have a vision you know because it, because it, first you got to see yourself as being better uh, that is really important. Along with that, I think even before that, you have to not like where you are. This is another thing that I think the top performing people have. It's a fundamental dissatisfaction with their position. Now, this is not the same as being uh, as not being grateful, but dissatisfaction, like we can be more, we can do better. How can we achieve? Because I know a lot of people, they, they're comfortable 
very comfortable. And it has nothing to do with what they have. Because I know guys making 10 bucks an hour who are comfortable and don't strive. I know guys that came out of college and their peak salary was their entry salary uh, plus, you know, the, the standard cost of living raise. Because it's comfort. There's no, I'm going to take a risk to get better, to, to do more. I'm going to make some mistakes and learn from them and take some risk. So, yeah, that now you got me really thinking about this, but that's that's the big thing. Dissatisfaction with composition and, and with and dissatisfaction is one way to say you can all you can also say you know continually striving whatever. But the point is they don't like uh, they they will not stay where they're at. It's always a push forward, and their actions reflect that. And I, and I do think that starts with a bit of insecurity or having a chip on your shoulder or whatever. The last thing you want to do is is become comfortable with who you are, just who you are. You you, you want to like who you are. But you you want to look at you want to look at yourself like a work of art. You're always being polished and, and improved. It's not about disliking who you are right now. It's just no. It's just a knowing that one of it's almost like a first principle. Make me better. Don't let me degrade. You're you're fighting the environment. You're inviting Tom. <laughs> you're, you're fighting so much state forces that break you down, and your job is to build yourself up and play in and, and face of that. And that's got to be your full time job. If, if you do that, you'll always be better. But a lot of people just go, okay, fuck it. Netflix, chill, 50000 a year, we're good. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not for me. And really, it's not. And, and it's almost not really for, for, for someone that I'd have a lot in common with. Like we could kick and hang out with. You know, that's it's really interesting. You know, and my first instinct was to flip it and to, to see how you're still doing this because people are like, oh, Ed, you made it. Yet you're still writing books. <laughs> you're still building. You're still creating. So we were I, just I know about you. Possibly fighting before the uh, again before the thing. And I was I wasn't going to share that. I was trying to. I didn't know if you wanted that public, but yeah. So all these things pushing you forward. You know, they would say, well, you're you're there because you're at a place they couldn't even conceive of. Yet you're there and not even content. And it's it's those those mindsets. And to your point on, you know, well, if you get your 50K a year and you want to Netflix and chill, there's nothing wrong with that if that's the life you want. But don't live that life and say, but I want to be like well, you don't want to be like Ed. You don't want to be like Zach. Like that, there's a cost to that. You got to not sit and chill and watch Netflix. There is a price you have to pay. And it's that lack of comfort in the now for you to build that comfort later. And it's, it's that gap, it's that, that bridge that I'm really stressed to these guys is if you want, don't stress yourself out wanting it. You know, there are a lot of guys when they come to me and say, oh, I want to build a brand. I'm like, why? You've got a great paying job. You've got a family that's happy. Like, why do you, this isn't easy. <laughs> this isn't like right. you, you click your fingers. <laughs> like you got to balance this shit with raising kids. You got to balance this with keeping your relationship fresh with, with your bills. You know, the time with cookouts, like, why do you want to do this? You don't have to. But just because they see people do it, they're like, oh, I've got to do this. No, you don't. <laughs> I have a friend that's funny, man, uh, who who's a, a six-figure earner, who's a pharmacist. And and I don't know if you know any pharmacist, but, but pharmacy is an interesting profession because uh, it, this is how I interpret the, the type of person that becomes a pharmacist. Smart enough and hardworking enough to become a doctor but not really uh, the, the they can't handle the the, the pressure and risk that to that that tends to accompany with it. So it's so hard work, but not high stakes uh, work, if if that makes sense. And I don't mean to say that to downgrade the importance of a pharmacist. Obviously, they're important, so important. In fact, that some states allow them to write prescriptions. But uh, in, in terms of the the cost and time investment. And, and the intelligence required to take that path, it, it's it's a really interesting uh, overlap of the pharmacists I've met compared to the, the ones who own the Google and become PAs or doctors or, or MDs, right? Uh, well, anyhow, one day she said to me, she goes, you know, uh, a lot, what you're doing looks great and looks cool, but but that I just I could not handle that risk. <laughs> and, and this is somebody who who makes a, makes a decent living. It's because she's looking at it from not not from a position of oh I want the free, you know freedom and money is something that, that, that you know when you have less money you tend to lack not only just money but but freedom to enjoy it. 
but this is a person who has who has money and had a decent decent uh, schedule. So Tom and looking and goes, you know, this terror, this is it's just an easier way to do it. And a lot of people don't get that. All they see is the lack and how they and they they see a path to it. And they think other paths are cut off for whatever reason, whether it be because of uh, time or, or interest or effort, a lack thereof on all those. But the reality is you probably would like, I really think most people will be better off learning a high paying skill that will put you, make you an employee somewhere. This is like, this is a, this is a very... Here's a quote to sum it up. And this is a quote so I'm gonna talk. I don't know who said it, but it's a quote. Those entrepreneurs are the only people who will work 80 hours to avoid working 40. And if you get that, then you don't want to be part of it. Like, like you know, you don't really want to be part of this. You think you do, but that's just because you kind of like right now, you know, you, you you're looking at the time. You you're looking at the picture of me in Mexico on Halloween, you're like, <laughs> that looks great. Right? Yeah. And then you remember. There were times where I was like, "Man, I might be outside." Like now, things are, are to the point where that that fear is more or less long gone. But I, you know, I still think about it. I, <laughs> but like, it's not coming anytime soon, or, or probably ever. But but you think about all the risks you have to take, all the things that you know, and, and then that's just like the actual outcome. We're not even talking about the the internal processing because everyone knows the first time they they decide to put together a product and and sell it. That anxiety that you gotta do, like, and that imposter syndrome, you're like, man, what if nobody buys my shit, likes my shit, because they don't, they don't think I know it, or or they think it's too high, or what if I price it too low, and and I sell a bunch, but I got no money. It, it, it's a whole bunch of. We have been talking about Uncle Sam and health insurance. <laughs> it is, it's it's a different animal, and you gotta have you you need more personality. You need the personality for it. You don't need the. The, the, the drive, I would say, is not even enough. In fact, the drive is probably going to get you in trouble because you're going to you, because you'll, you'll work hard at this and hate your life. Because if you have the drive, you, you can do it. You could also go be in the, not an analyst or somewhere or work on Wall Street. I um, be a pilot or whatever. Man, there's, there's tons of things you could do that you probably just be happier. But this is like, ugh. <laughs> People take it offensively. Like when you say that, I'm like, dude, just like do your job. Don't worry about this. What? Like, man, <laughs> like I'm not being rude. I'm not saying like you don't have a voice. Like, have your voice. Like, yeah. This isn't like if you if you think like that P90X and a magic hydroxy cut gets you shredded abs and like there's no quick pill to this. And you think, oh, I'll start a brand and start writing and that's quick money and people will just magically follow me. You, oh, <laughs> like that's man. not how that works. Man, people don't magically follow me. <laughs> like, and a lot of people follow me which is like which is crazy i have to continually provide value you know like why why do you want to because you gotta always ask yourself what do i offer people um to make them care and this is hard because you you have to simul you have to also with just as much vigor not care because when you care you're going to alter your content. You're going to be less authentic. But if you don't care too much, you're not going to be interesting to follow and you're not going to have any customers. So there's a fine line to walk. And I find the best line. This is why I devote my life to, to self-improvement. Because, it, because if I do that, everyone wins. Like everyone. I win because I'm getting better. I'm better able to make money and enjoy things like I genuinely enjoy learning and, and stimulating my mind or I'm pushing myself so I get to be happy I get stuff that I can teach and deliver and value I can give and everyone and the people in my life they feel better for knowing me there's really no loss to this life right but if you're not driven to, to do it uh, you know there ain't no reason why you should No, I think that's an excellent point and it, when it goes to the athletes to the high end guys going they know what they want you know, if you're going into this, you wouldn't be asking me for permission to do what it is you want. You would have just done it. You know, you, you would ask me, how can you increase your growth? Like, here's where I'm going. How can I go better? Not where should I go? What should I do? Well, that, that's got to come from you, you know, and to your point on writing to the market. If you're trying to write what you think people will read, or if you're trying to write what you think will sell, you're now reacting again. You're back into that right. loop of constantly reacting. What? You got four different customers who want four different things. So what are you going to sell four different things? 
who the fuck are you? <laughs> you're, you're the you're what you think four people want you to be. <laughs> this is why, um, and this is one of those practices that I firmly disagree with, and a lot of people seem to do it on in our space at that. But but I fundamentally disagree with it, and I, and and I won't let myself fall into it because of, of what it represents. Have you seen where people will put? Uh, a survey and it'd be like, hey, uh, which one of these products would you be most interested in, in me in, in coming and buying? Or which one would you like to see free? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get it. Market research. You don't want to like create something that no one buys. At the same time, if you're doing it right, the people who follow you should align with what you're going to sell. Like you should, in other words, you shouldn't need to do that. Like, like, why are they following you? If you're going to like, like, it'd be like, if all of a sudden, and, and this is, this is a, this is a, a somewhat accurate story. That's, uh, every now and then someone will approach me to promote their dating product. And I'm like, I don't think you understand who I am. Uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly there's been a mistake. So I have to re- let them know. Like, look, man, um, I'm not, as long as I've been online, but we'll say as long as I've been serious on Twitter, I've been in a, in a relationship and it's been a good time. I don't really have a way to angle this. Uh, I, I can't in good conscience promote this. I have a big following, but the, but but you know what's going to happen? One, you're not going to get any sales. Two, I'm going to lose people because me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right? Uh, not someone to follow anymore. That is an example with the go. So, so I'm never going to run a poll like, what would you rather see me talk about uh, X, Y, or Z? It's going to be what I want to talk about because if you follow me and you have an issue with one thing, you're probably going to, like, you're not who I really want. And I'm not a controversial guy to begin with. I don't, at least I don't think I am. I understand I probably say things that are that are a little edgy, but but never, um, my, my account and my presence has never been a source of controversy because I found that controversy does not sell. Like Charnovich talks a lot about this, about how the the outrage mob does not really spend money, so it's not this is not not a place I want to be anyway. And I'm that's not you know I'm not I'm not out angry about anything, man. I'm happy. No, it's good too, and it's a good message for those who are looking to build something up. You know, it falls back into that frame of if you're doing this for the quick money, you're going to start you know the family alpha, but you're going to start selling uh, Tinder game. Like, because you think it'll make you some money like that. That's so incongruent to, to what your message would be that you can't just, well, yeah, I can make 10 bucks off this. I can become an affiliate. I can make some cash and be an online G. No, dude, you can't compromise the integrity of your brand and yourself going back to being a clown. What if you're the jester, (laughs) like, are you going to start dancing on Thursday for Tinder on Friday? You're talking about church on Saturday. You're talking about parenting. And on Sunday, you're talking about screw marriage. It's the worst, you know, contract with the government. Like, you would be so far off on the plantation, like out of right. everywhere. You don't even know. People won't know what to think and they won't know how to perceive anything you put out. They won't be able to trust anything you put out. So it, it's best to just kind of come at this. And and I, I get the, um, the objection, but no matter what, you're going to have to invest. And then the main objection is like, you know, if I say something crazy, uh, lose my job whatever i'm like look man they're already in a position where they can find out who you are and they're swapping data it just existing on the internet you're already exposed so you may as well if you're gonna like really be here and try to do this man get something from it because i guarantee whatever you're getting right now is not nearly as much as you'll get when you take the mask off unless the mask's hot and some bullshit and then you then you got a problem you know to that where do you see or do you see people going in, in our modern society and everything going on to start building that personality? You know, if they I were think, brought up in social media world and they're like, no, I, I do want to make me a person, an individual. How do they go about doing that? Well, they, they you know, fortunately, well, I won't even go there. I'll, I'll say something else. I think that the smart kids will do the smart thing which is become something first. I remember I had a student and she said, I'm going to be an influencer. And I said, okay, you're 16. Who, who are you going to influence, kid? Like, and, and they, 
I blame the early adopter for not <laughs> because a lot of a lot of people got on first had something with it to say and then boom blew up, but but they still can't really sell anything from what I'm learning. But if if, if they want to build their personality and become become that person who people are interested in, uh, you just you you go learn some skills, go do something. I mean, like that's what I whenever I like consult or give advice on this particular topic. Uh, personal brand, I say you have to have an interesting life. And you get an interesting life by overcoming challenges. But, you know, and, and usually the, the more unique uh, the challenge, the more interesting you become, right? I, I was I was listening to, um, I've been listening to Chris Voss lately. He wrote uh, Never Split the Difference. He's a former interrogator for for the FBI and then went on to do this in business and, and I was listening to kind of what what made his name he he got a um first how he ended up in that position is just interesting but he he got a call to negotiate a, a bank robbery and there were hostages and they had a 10 million dollar ransom they wanted and he got it down to zero and that's really impressive. But what, but, but what really stood out to me when I was listening to this interview, it's his talk with Google. I recommend everyone go listen to everything uh, that Voss talks about. Uh, he said that when you look at the movies, it looks like a bank robbery happens every other week, right, with hostages. He goes, in the entire United States, it happens about once every 20 years. Whoa. Why is this significant to what we're talking about? Voss effectively built the stepping stone of his career on a singular event. And that propelled him up through a bunch of other things when it comes to negotiation. Now, you know, what, what do they say? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, there's a bunch of preparation uh, for, for that that he went through, but then it happens. And then that, because he did well, set the tone for everything else. Think about my, my own life in terms of boxing. Uh, the big watershed event that set up a bunch of other things in my life was winning against uh, Dominic Brazil in the 2011. So 10 years ago, the 2011 um, National Gold Glove Tournament in the first round. That set it, that set me up to be sponsored, which allowed me to win the national title, which allowed me to get looked at by Rock Nation, which allowed me to get a professional deal, uh, which allowed me to fight for a living and go back to school and not really have to worry about this stuff while I was, um, as long as I was fighting, I had money to live and go to school and, and win. So that even when I lost, and it wasn't on a huge stage, it was on a, it was on an international stage, but it wasn't a big fight. Even when I lost. Because I had built up so much in my life around fighting and what I had accomplished prior to it, that can I mean that still opens doors. I haven't been in a ring. It'll be five years if I don't fight again. It'll be five years this year. I haven't been in a ring uh, professionally, and doors still open because of a singular event. If you do it right, if you build yourself up, and you'll have the, you're gonna only gonna have a few of these moments. And you take full advantage of them. And that is what you can get known for. As opposed to every day hustling, 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 like we were talking about at the beginning, a singular event that is the culmination or the representation of everything that you've put a lot of time and energy into makes a big difference. Do you know how, like I'm working with a PR company right now. Do you know, then they told me something great. They said most of the clients that come in, a lot of them don't have websites and a lot of them don't have a uh, social media presence and and they're singular. They're coming in for one particular topic. They've been able to get so much done with me and reach out to so many different outlets because I've got this website. For, I've got almost 100 pieces on my, on my website. I got over 100,000 followers on my social media. Both my Twitter and my IG are over 20,000 followers and subscribers. Um, both my, my IG and my mailing list. Like, books continue to sell because I just incrementally do work, but then I get an opportunity to have an interview here, an interview there, and it, and it makes such a big difference, and it establishes 
a whole lot. It, it, it's really, it's just great, man. It's very cool. I'm very, I'm very um, blessed. With that said, one moment that takes, that, that represents everything you've done. Or, you know, and this is what's great about the internet, a digital trail. The, the, the coolest thing I think you did, and, and I don't, I mean, I, I think you, you, you get it from where you were coming from at the moment, but in the future, it's going to really come back and benefit you is you starting to run things under your name because funny things happen when you do things under your name. Everyone Googles everyone they inv- they're involved with now. I can't tell you how many times I showed up to tutor a kid in physics and they make a joke about boxing or they reference something on my website for the first time because they wouldn't look me up. <laughs> they typed my name with the internet and a bunch. And so I said, okay, they're going to do this anyway. And I wasn't thinking this consciously, but it just is how it is now. They're going to do this anyway. I may as well benefit from it as opposed to be punished. Like, like, I remember Tanner said something interesting. He talked about why he started writing online and publishing on his blog because I guess he had uh, he had some issues at one point and and a bunch of people wrote some stuff and he wanted higher ranking things to show up when his name got put in. So you like like you're already out there. So time to benefit from it. And and, I, and I'm not just content with not existing, you know, or rather, yeah, well, not existing in the sense where people look you up. But just kind of coasting by. No, we we, we want to take advantage of every tool. This is that this back to that mindset I was talking about of not being content. How can I get better? Well, every every I know every interview I do, every piece that comes out. That's one more thing in 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 the, the tick sheet. You know what's crazy? You want to talk about something nuts? I get knocked out on TV, right? Um, and for about a year and a half, maybe true, uh, maybe longer than that. When you went to YouTube and typed in Ed Lattimore, that's what came up first. <laughs> and I'm like, man, hey, you know, after what you now it's it's funny because I'm I'm so dis removed, like in every way, shape, and form removed from it. Yeah. Now when you go, I mean, there's so many, there's so many interviews and clips, my own YouTube channel, all comes up before it. Right. And then this was not like a small thing. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty big video, but you know what's got more views? Both speeches at the 21 con. One has got over 100,000. Uh, my Four Confidences animated. That's got something like 200,000 views, right? And this is just all from just, I just, I wrote the Four Confidences a freebie. And it, and it had a it had a, a profound effect on the artist who made that video, you know? So it's just, it's just doing what you want to do, or not what you want to do. Doing what gives the most value. You know, I don't, I don't tell people to do what you want to do. I say, you know, caveat, asterisk. Make sure you give it some value, and and that that doesn't really reduce that many things. I mean, don't be a crackhead. That's pretty much what what that what, what, you, <laughs> what <Solid>. that does. <laughs> no, dude, I love when you riff. I think that's when you, the the best content flows. Like when you just let it go, and that's that's exactly what that was. And I'm hoping people are are understanding, you know, as they're listening. And, and as we wrap this one up, you know, that was kind of the closing point. I, I wanted to drive home is you did. All these things, but you were cool before all these things were known by other people. You had built a life. You had built a self. You had gone on adventures. You had done things for Ed. You had created who Ed was and where he wanted to go, you know, and, and similar to myself, I was a father before the family alpha. I was a husband. I was a man. I was a veteran, all these things. Then I started sharing the journey. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't a, I positioned myself to be living the life and then I caught up. I'd lived it. Now I just shared it. Man, dude, there, there's some wisdom right there. You 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 lived the life and the position from it. A lot of people build a position and try and put a life behind it. Uh if 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 only they understood. Because here's the thing, we 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 we're beneficiaries of kind of that millennial, that mid-millennial position where we're the hybrid. Yeah, we're we're of them were our developmental years there was not the internet there was not social media and then later on in our young adulthood not even i mean shit i'm trying to think when did i don't think instagram was a thing when i lived in los angeles or if it was it was like in its infancy so instagram probably is not even 10 years old 
I think when right. it all kicked off, I was in the Navy and I was in and out so much that I didn't even, I, I was, I was a late comer to all of these things. Like they just oh. weren't around. Well, yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. Like, so, so you, we just, we just don't know. I mean, we had the Facebook, that's my reference point. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but, but there was a point where you had to have a college email address to get a Facebook. And my my university was one of the universities that was like being piloted. That was, what was that, 18 to 36? So that was 18 years ago, right? Almost 20 years ago, Facebook came on the scene. What is this? What does this mean? You know, we we, we were trying to build a life. All of our aspirations, goals, uh, they were dictated around something completely different. And then the, the few with the right type of mental agility they made the switch or they, or they took advantage of it. And so now things are going, going fantastic. And it's, and it's really easy, easy in the sense that we don't have, that, that we don't have to, um, we can take, we've already done and just transpose it as opposed to create something brand new, which is what a lot of guys have to do, especially ones who want the 25. Uh, no, absolutely. It's, it, it's, crazy you know and I, I use that term probably too frequently but it like it really does trip me out when i think about people looking to build a life and assert themselves as an expert in something they've never experienced or lived like that yes, cannot be the weird. path you take it, 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 like, <laughs> and I, i'm trying to find a better word because i know it's overused but that's crazy but like it is like that's not mentally normal like how are you going to lead people they're going to you want to give people advice on something you've literally never done or, or lived yourself yeah, it, it, it's it's wild, man. Because because the easiest place to do this is is making money. A lot of people do this for making money. It's like we're gonna we're gonna teach you how to make money and make money doing that. And I'm like, you understand that, like by definition, like that that is a pyramid scheme in and of itself. <laughs> like you're not like you're not selling a thing of value, right? That's why I've been like unbelievably cautious. And if you look at my product lineup reflects it i i have finally after after three yeah three years of 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 six figures or more all from my writing programs and marketing and consulting and my books i'm going to finally release a a product on on digital product right and something to make money uh teach people how to do that but like but look at the the track. I've I've lived it. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna make this and show you what to do, and then we're gonna I'm gonna make money teaching. I'm like, no, right? Because because I wouldn't even know what to do, and and there's no fun. There won't be any fun in this. Now, granted, um, we'll just use this as a, as a side note. How effective is this? Well, I don't I don't know if you remember. Um, there was the the thing you know Gumroad sends out that. Uh, that notice when the creator has made more than a hundred thousand dollars in a year with number, and we have one of few people got that. You know, we put it up there, and and some of the responses were really interesting. They all kind of echoed around this sentiment because Gumroad shows how many. He goes, "Oh, you see all these people claiming to kill it, and only a hundred and seventy-nine people made more than uh one hundred thousand dollars." And, and a lot of those people, I'd imagine, were in the software space because I didn't because they have software hosted uh, there as well. That goes to show you, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, we, we don't let's get that clown know. makeup. Who are you going to be today? Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know who, but but I guarantee there's a lot of people out there with, with courses on on things related to getting paid. And they can't even clear six clear hundred k on. On a, on a platform that really makes it easy, you know. Well, well, I mean, they make it as easy as like it can be, and they, they, they don't do this shit for you. But like, and they don't even market for you. But if you if you got any kind of following and know what you're doing, uh, you're in a good position. Jose Rosado put it best. You know, he said, "Just because you made ten thousand in one month doesn't mean you're a six figure entrepreneur." And I, exactly. dude, I, I was like, that is perfect. I I waited like months after I knew I hit six figures for my, my financial planner to do all the taxes, to do everything. And then to tell me, cause I was so like, I didn't want to blow up my, my authenticity. Oh yeah. Like, you know what? Good. So then I shared it. I was like, all right, now I, I think it was 2018. It was like my first year, you know, breaking six figures with just online stuff. But dude, I was nervous to share it. Cause I didn't want to lie in any way. 
And these hey, people, dude, you, you, you <laughs> and I have the the same, like the exact same thing. Because like at the end of the day, I, I always imagine it like this, and I and I think this is you know part of this is just who I am, and also I think boxing really trains you to kind of do this because you because you can't lie in in boxing. Uh, you can't lie because one, the network is so damn tight, and even if it wasn't. Everything is registered. Unlike MMA, you know, where, where shit kind of falls under the wayside, you, we can easily go and see your end. And now BoxRec has the uh, amateur records up now, which is different. So we can see, like, like and we, yeah, you kind of know. Like, I remember one guy came into the gym and said, man, I got, like, 50 fights as an amateur. I was like, all right, let's spar. Well, you, you took one look at him, and you could tell he had not been <laughs> in the ring more than five times. And you just, you just know, right? So, so that burden of proof is is really that gets ingrained in you and one of the things that does is like any any statement i make any claim that comes out i i i want to be able to go oh yeah i said that here it is whether it be fitness finance dating whatever right i want to be able to show a receipt if somebody decides that they want to come and, and challenge what I say, then now now the easiest way around that is just don't don't say shit, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I, admit. I, I, have never, <laughs> I have never once said I made six figures. Instead, what I did was I showed that 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 snippet of one of my side hustles being verified by an independent party. So now no one. <laughs> so so it's it's official. But that's the easy way to avoid that. I've never claimed my 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 body fat was anything. I just took a shirtless pic once. That's it. There you go. And then let people fill in blanks. And yeah. that, that, that's how those things work. If if you do it that way. And this is this is really important because anyone who is actually out here trying to give value to teach, they ain't really got to do that. I mean, there, there are some cases where like it makes sense to do it, but for the most part, you don't have to if you're doing things correct, if you're doing it okay. And and I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm very tickled by that. I think about that a lot because. Yeah, dude. Uh, the, the, the 179 <laughs> people, because people were like, there's only 179 people killing it on Gumroad? That's it? And I'm like, why don't you put it that way? Yeah, that sucks. And, and and we know, like, I'm trying to think about who I know to get that notice. There were a few. I was, like, pumped that I have friends who were, like, if there's only 179 and I knew, like, five of them, I'm like, I know yeah, a like, like, good you're portion. in the right circle. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friends are doing well. <laughs> that was cool. All right, Ed, for people that are listening to this, they're motivated, they're ready, they want to bring it to the next level, or maybe they just want to work with what it is you have going on, where can they best find you? I'm Ed Lattimore, everywhere on the internet. If somebody comes along and they're a name Ed Lattimore, it is, it's not not good. You're going to have to be somebody else, man. Uh, my website, edlattimore.com. Twitter handle, Ed Lattimore. Instagram handle, Ed Lattimore. Facebook, Ed Lattimore. I'm, if you just type that in, uh, <laughs> you'll find me, and, and I respond to everything. Uh, mainly with yeah everything and I, I probably shouldn't but at this point uh that's what i owe my that that's my way of paying is make sure i respond to to everything even if it's it's well not if it's spam i don't pay attention if it's spam but you know you get the idea find me at Lattimore. that's funny that you say that though you know there's a lot of overlap between how we go about it my dms will always be open you know, they always have been, they always will be. It's people reach out, they, hi, thanks, whatever, you know, fist bump. Every now and then you get that random hay from the bot. But yeah, or, or you know, I, every now and then you, you'll get somebody that decides they want to come in and, and be some type of weird ass hater. And, and I had one guy come in anonymous and say something about, you know, uh, Grifton or whatever. And, and my response is always, man, you sound broke, yo. <laughs> and then that really bugs him. And the guy was like, I'll have you know, I've made this much, this much, this much. And my life is great. And I'm like, so great that you message me to troll me from an anonymous account that you admit you had to make because you wanted to bother <laughs> somebody else. And you just use it. And I'm like, and, and dude, just shut because it was like, like when you, when you, when you engage in that with the right way, they can't do anything. They just, they, they, they. <laughs> But but no, nah, I mean uh, the benefits far outweigh the uh, the occasional weirdo that decides he wants to come and try and troll you. Absolutely, Ed. Thank you for your time. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, I hope I hope you guys are doing fine up there in the, this winter. 
I I heard that last winter because I was in Portugal last winter. Uh, there was like no snow to the point where they were like, "Yo, the global warming fuck shit up." And now, dude, it just it bottled is. itself up for this year. It's been <laughs> wild, man. We're we're getting snow again. We got some last night, and on Monday we're getting more. It, it's nuts. yeah, oh yeah, because because we're pretty much whatever you get. The way the jet stream is set up, we get it uh, about a few days before. And when we're actually looking at the storm coming through, the one you're supposed to get affected by on Monday, because we're going, we're, we're taking a road trip for my birthday. And and where we're going is like in the path, which would be cool. Like we get stuck somewhere. By the way, it's one of those cool little perks. I don't really worry about getting stuck somewhere because worst case scenario, just get another hotel. Just get another night. And then what, what's it going to cost? <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to Jackie. So we're going to, on Monday, we're leaving for a trip and we're going to New Hampshire. So we're going to be up on a ski lodge, chilling up there. I'm like, dude, we're going to get like slammed. <laughs> you know, like it's colder up there than it is here. I was like, babe, it's it's cool though. Like I, this is where I work. Just give me Wi-Fi. Right. Like hopefully if their I internet works. All I need is electricity. Exactly. And if <laughs> like, you set things up the right way too, like with a, with a, with a few products on your site, there's always some residual, occasional, like you get to get, get paid by something. So it's, it's really great. Exactly. All right, Ed, again, thanks for your time. I appreciate the insights. I hope those who are listening are taking the advice to apply it to their life, not just listening to podcasts. For those who are looking to build the brand, I've got links to all of Ed's content below. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's-only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore.